Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $600 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that's right for you with accessories like our cycling shoes, a heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends December 6th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 6, 2022. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. You're listening to Let's Talk Entertainment, where entertainment comes together. Here's your host, Isaac Amons. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Entertainment. I'm your host, Isaac Amons. We got a great episode for you guys today. We got a great guest. James Adams, a.k.a. The Vidiot, is on talking about his music. So let's dive right on in. Hey, James. How you been doing, man? Uh, not too bad. Um, just home from work and trying to get as much of the other work done as i possibly can right right yeah super excited to have you on the show this week uh we've been really using a bunch of your music so can you tell us a little bit about how you got into like the music scene um doing the dmca free or whatever um can you share with us a little bit about that yeah you bet so it originally started um, I started streaming on Mixer. It would have been actually this November. It'd be two years ago. Um, super casual. And of course, as everybody knows, um, in July of 2020, uh, Mixer called it quits. So I transitioned over and um, moved over to Twitch and started streaming and had regular music up and got dmca striked for regular music because me like everybody else just kind of went with the flow and and uh so yeah so i got just a warning and i was like well this sucks so then i've always recorded music and uh been in quite a few bands over the years and so i just said you know what i'm gonna mess around and and try some music that I hadn't really ventured into before. So, um, and that first record was Synthwave 1. And I just wanted to have fun and kind of figure it out and to have something for the backgrounds of my streams and my music on, or uh, sorry, my videos on uh, Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. Um, so I was like, hey, I'm just going to mess around. Came up with 15 songs and uh, worked with a friend of mine with uh, his synthesizers. And together we co-produced that uh, first record. So, yeah, it was it was more just to try and have some music of my own on stream. And then uh, other people were like, hey, where do you get your music from? And that's when I said, well, me. And they were like well, would you make it available to other people? And that's when I started looking into um, what DMCA free music and that kind of world looked like. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, uh, for all of our listeners, if you do not know, this is the man that makes all of our background music that I use. So (laughs) it's really good. Um, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, What? 
what would you say your streaming was like like what do you what do you stream mostly uh so originally i i was streaming a lot of uh a lot of PUBG and call of duty kind of that competitive online multiplayer and then because i do like a huge variety of games um i would set off the odd day and do you know some kind of either quest game or story driven narrative um you know just to kind of switch it up and give people kind of other experiences when i was on mixer um i had a i had a bit higher of a following on mixer and was about to apply for partnership and then of course the big change happened so um on twitch i do it more just for community so um a lot of the times i'll play indie games um and stuff that is very kind of small community driven and i i enjoy being a part of like test phases and betas um so yeah so i play a lot now of still some competitive multiplayer but um i play a lot of fall guys i play a lot of take the throne which is kind of like a medieval kind of almost like a fall guys but meets uh super smash brothers um so it's kind of kind of a neat little dynamic and uh yeah just kind of go from there it's it's definitely a variety of uh games that i like to play yeah for sure i'm i know i, re- I play a lot of cod and I'm not good at it but <laughs> so uh yeah i play a lot of call of duty um i do play some grand theft auto just because i'm bored and want to shoot people and fair play so, yeah yeah uh so talking about synthwave i'm a huge synthwave fan uh where did you come up with the inspiration for that record if you will yeah no absolutely so originally um i'm an 80s kid so i grew up with all the 80s horror movies um you know started watching horror movies when i was like seven or eight years old and so i've always 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 loved the sounds that john carpenter was able to put together and i think a lot of people know john carpenter from his handful of you know cinematic horror movies and stories that he's come up with um but i think a lot of people forget um you know he's he's credited with i think there's like a hundred different movies that he is credited as the composer for um so a lot of people don't realize his work musically and i would say synthwave and the birth of synthwave came from that john that john carpenter era and i would say that john is probably the godfather of synthwave music so i've always been a huge fan and because i wanted something uh light for the most part during a lot of the games that i play I kind of said, hey, well, why don't I try some synthwave music and uh, experiment with that and see kind of where we go from there. And yeah, I just, I had an absolute blast with that first record. Yeah, for sure. It sounds, it's a great record. 
Um, like I said multiple times, huge fan of it. Uh, how, who did you collaborate with to make that record? So with that record, um, I actually collaborated with an individual from Russia who has a lot of the old synthesizers. Cause I, if you listen to the record, I didn't want it to be produced to, um, a 2021 standard. So, um, digitally we're kind of recording through, um, a lot of impulse responses and stuff to get that original kind of tape feel. And so when I went through and started recording that one, we basically took these old synthesizers and Pavel just has this plethora of them. And uh, I just sent melodies and kind of bass lines that uh, I just wrote on my bass guitar and fired them over to Pavel and then uh, just let him sprinkle his crazy synth magic on it. It's magic. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it does have that feel of like an old tape. Uh, tape whatever you call it eight no not a track whatever you know what i mean totally uh <laughs> yeah and it's 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 intentional because with tape and with the old old style um a lot of people kind of forget that it's kind of it it leaves a mark because tape was never perfect and i liked the fact that you could kind of hear you know, little nuances here and there where it was, it intentionally wasn't perfect. And that's kind of what I wanted for the synthwave stuff. Yeah, for sure. So you have synthwave out. You also have uh, the metal volume one yep. and dark wave volume one. Yep. What, what do you feel like? What, what direction do you think you're going to go with next? Uh, so that's already in the works. Actually, we have, um, we've got about 15 demos right now. I just need to go in and, and finish mixing and mastering. Um, but we have hip hop coming next. So just, uh, for me, I'm kind of a huge fan between old and new stuff for hip hop. So uh, kind of experimenting a little bit with that. Um, and again, just kind of keeping that upbeat uh, vibe is kind of what we're going for for most of the hip hop stuff. Uh, some of it is is kind of cinematic. Um, but yeah, for the most part, just uh, some some beats. I, w I wouldn't call it as go as far as to say trap, uh, like hip hop trap, but um, it definitely doesn't lack in dynamic so it's not just one beat playing for 30 seconds you know there's there's some audible dynamics in there as well so yeah i think that's super important too uh i mean loops are great but like after about 45 hours it's just really annoying <laughs> oh i agree uh, so getting that different uh different feel and different rhythm in there is great super pumped to see where that when that comes out um Anyway, how did you get into the music? Like, how do you get into me making music? 
we'll talk about that. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, initially, I uh, I started playing guitar when I was 13 or 14. And uh, from there, I started just toying with a whole bunch of stuff. So I had this old ghetto blaster with um, with a fairly good three-quarter jack, which those don't exist on anything anymore, um, unless it's an audio interface. And so I was able to plug my guitar into it and start uh, recording things that I had basically written on tape. And so I would just record and essentially use my ghetto blaster and go through. And then what I would do is I had this old keyboard and it had this little old school like rhythm section. And so I would go and I would choose one of the rhythms, um, choose one of the timings, and then use one of these pre-programmed kind of background um, percussion out of this old keyboard that I used to have. And then just started playing and layering guitar and and going over it. And some would have harmonica on it and some would just, yeah. And that's kind of where it started. And then getting into the late 90s, um, early 2000s is kind of when, um, I guess, Pro Tools and the digital recording suite had really taken off in the mainstream as far as availability went so um it was expensive but i started pro i started uh recording through pro tools and and taking down ideas and co-writing songs for other people and then uh yeah kind of toured quite a bit in my early 20s and it just I, I guess it's always evolved and I've always taken courses and, and uh, everything from mixing and mastering just because I always have more to learn and new tricks and, and stuff like that. So it's, I'd say now that it's been about 25 years um, between the days of recording on a ghetto blaster to today where I'm, thankful enough to have a nice pc to record on let's talk entertainment we'll return after a quick break do you love music music news and guest interviews with artists from all around the world across many different genres my name's nolan and i love music In fact, I love music so much I created a podcast entirely dedicated to it called Every Podcast I Love is Dead. Every week is a brand new episode where I interview musicians, artists, podcasters, radio hosts, and so much more. New episodes are available every Thursday on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, and you can check us out on social media and at everypodcastiloveisdead.com. Hope you can join me. Now back to this week's interview. So, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, you also work a full-time job. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So how how do you balance between making music in your full time job and your family life and stuff like that? So for me, a lot of the pressure has been taken off because originally I was trying to do all this by myself. <clears throat> and I think that uh, through that, I, I kind of realized, okay, you know what, like the efficiency time-wise isn't there. I'm dealing in genres that <clears throat> I've played around with, but I've never really recorded fully myself. Um, also, I have a MIDI keyboard, but I don't have a lot of the original equipment like Pavel has for like the synthwave stuff. And uh, a friend of mine, um, Igor, he helped me with dark wave and he's got some amazing kind of old school um, digital synth boxes and, and all these crazy distortions from the seventies and eighties. So um, I, I kind of started asking people what they, what they do for their music and a lot of them say well you can write the melodies and have people come on and and pay them percentage or you can pay them studio fees and then i own the royalties which is what i've done um and collaborating and sending melodies and you know having good conversations back and forth and then allowing both parties to be um creative and and just have fun with it. it it's taken a lot of time off of my plate which allows me to balance it between work because I work seven days on I get seven days off and during those seven days you know I have two kids so they're in school and um, so it gives me the day while they're in school and then allows me to to be dad once they're off and uh yeah so it, it is a good balance i do spend a lot of time on music and design um but yeah it's uh it's worth it and if it's something that you want to do and i mean i'm not trying to make a million dollars or anything it's just something i really enjoy and having fresh music all the time be able to use it and play it and now allow other people to it just works out. It's you got to make time and it takes a lot of time, but uh, with both my kids in school now, it makes it a lot easier to work during the day when I'm home. Still there, partner? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm here. I have my mic <laughs> muted. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I, I do that too. I was talking like on a rant and I totally just muted my mic, but that's fine. But yeah, I think it's super important to uh, keep the family first. So, oh, yeah. No, yeah. 100%. Not like they'll, they'll grow up and they'll go off to college and whatnot, but you can always come back to music. And so it's kind of like a give and take, but like, yeah. 
So throughout the working a full-time job and the entire world shutting down for four months or four years, uh, how has that affected your creative process? Well, so I think I actually kind of owe a little bit to COVID happening. And the only reason I say that is, is because without it, I don't know that I would have started exploring my creativity again. Um, I've always wanted to do more music. I've always wanted to do more art and design. Um, but essentially, again, that time factor. And before COVID, my daughter was still home because she was just in kindergarten, very part-time. And then when COVID happened, all of a sudden now we're, you know, she's all the way through kindergarten and now we're into uh, grade one this year. So she's in, in school full-time. And during the very first stage of the pandemic, I was actually off. I was on a temporary layoff from work for about nine or 10 weeks. And during that time, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to game. I'm going to do Twitch. I'm going to look for jobs and that's all I'm going to do. And so that kept going until I ended up going back to work, but some really pinnacle stuff happened uh, during that time. I started uh, playing call of duty semi-professionally and ended up winning a big uh, Microsoft tournament. And so that paid for the new PC and, and the new camera that I have. And uh, I really kind of reinvested that back into streaming. And then, um, yeah, from there, I, I started doing designs. I've always drawn, um, but I just started doing designs again. So I've designed some logos for some fellow gamers. And of course, uh, you know, anything from emotes to main logos to camera surrounds to you name it. Um, I've kind of done that and then music on top of that. And, uh, it just, yeah, really hit home and I really felt comfortable again. My process is still evolving. Uh, I'm getting better, faster as far as technique and everything goes now. And I just invested that time wisely, particularly those 10 weeks and uh yeah it really gave me a sense of you know even if i can't do this full time i can at least do it while the kids are in school and and have as much fun doing it as i can so uh covid if anything like i said um as crappy as the situation is worldwide um i i do kind of owe some of the uh drive to start doing the creative stuff again to COVID. So, yeah, I know, especially through all the company or country shutdowns, uh, there's been a lot of people branching out and doing different things with their lives, uh, stuff they've never thought they could do or would do. <clears throat> just be, excuse me, just because they didn't have the time. I know, uh, I was sitting at home for six weeks. Um, we were shut down for six weeks here and we, I started this podcast. Uh, I got bored and decided why not? 
uh, our good friend Nolan Gunther. Um, shout out Nolan had me on his show. Every podcast I love is dead. Go check that out if you haven't already. Yes, uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, we had him on last week, so if you haven't checked out that episode, go check that out. But yeah, Nolan had me on, uh, and we talked a little bit, and then I was just like, "Podcasting looks so fun." you just sit and talk to people that you've never thought you would before and so we started this podcast and here we are today so uh talking going back to your streaming uh what what is the community like on twitch i i think and this is where a lot of people i think get it messed up um the community is what you make it so for me it is you know, having that social aspect, enjoying games together and uh, finding that commonality between a lot of, a lot of different people. Um, I started, uh, I guess, streaming again, two years this November, if you count the mixer days and the Twitch days. And uh, I just really found that there was a lot of like minds out there and a lot of positivity. And of course they're with that positivity and everything comes negativity because you're never going to escape that that's in anything. But uh, I just really found a positive environment and really enjoyed the community. And so for me, I'm not trying to be a, you know, crazy streamer or anything. I'm more stream for friends and help um, help with the community as much as I can between design and now music offering this music. And um, yeah, I just, for me, it is a community that I haven't had in a long time because I work away from home. Um, I travel all the time. So it's not as easy for me to be able to get together with um with friends and particularly over this last year and a half. And so that's, that's what it is for me. And I think Twitch right now, they have their issues um, obviously with all the hate bots and all this other stuff going on. But at the end of the day, it right now still is the only platform made particularly for streamers. I know that Facebook and YouTube are trying to catch up. And, you know, they're buying streamers from Twitch and offering them contracts and, you know, millions and millions of dollars are, are, are transferring hands right now. But I think where the other platforms right now are lacking is, you know, the, the little things that Twitch offers. So, you know, the automatic playbacks, the clipping, the interactivity with emotes and all this other stuff where no other platform still to this day is offering all that stuff. Yes. Facebook has stickers and has this and has that, and that's great. Um, but their mobile platform has never worked. I still try to use Facebook gaming app and just to see friends that transferred to Facebook and it doesn't work. Notifications don't work properly. Um, all of that stuff. And the same thing with, uh, YouTube, 
And when they start fixing some of this stuff and whatever, I think they're going to be more competitive. I mean, they're already competitive, but um, yeah, as far as Twitch goes, the reason that I'm there is simply because they're still making streaming for streamers um, where the other platforms are just like, Hey, there's money in streaming. Let's just have streamers on our platform. So that that's what drives me to Twitch. Yeah. I've no, I've noticed a lot too. Uh, I would follow a couple of streamers on Facebook and the notification will come in like four hours after they've started their stream. Exactly. Like, Hey, they're going live now. And you're like, it's four hours in. You didn't tell me earlier. Why didn't you tell me earlier? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I've, I don't really use the Facebook gaming app cause I, it bugs me every time I click on it. Um, just cause it's different. Uh, I haven't really gotten into the Twitch scene. I ha- I mean, I have an account just cause I can, but just to say that I have one, uh, but yeah, so, oh, uh, for people that haven't found you or haven't heard of you, where can we find your music and stuff? Uh, so that, that is the big thing. So for me, I wanted the music to be available everywhere. So if you go and try and find DMCA free music right now, that is at, you know, some type of quality. Um, there's a lot of, of free stuff out there. Um, and some of the free stuff is amazing quality. We have some amazing musicians out there. Um, but for the most part, you have companies coming in and, they're basically offering, you know, 15,000 or, or 30,000, or I think the highest right now is like 60,000 um, digital assets, but it's a subscription. So you got to pay extra. Um, so what I wanted to do was just avoid all that red tape. Again, I started writing the music for my stream personally. Um, it wasn't until other people were, like, hey, can I play it on mine? Can I this? Can I that? That I looked into how I could do it. And with DMCA, that stuff has to come from me. I'm the owner of the music. Um, so I just said, no, I'm going to put it out there on all streaming platforms. So um, that's the free and the paid versions. So if you have Amazon Prime Music that you get with your standard amazon subscription it's on there if you have apple um, or itunes it's on there and available um, spotify youtube deezer Tidal, um, every major platform out there has our music um, the only thing is some platforms um, they have a lot longer of a curation time before they'll release it onto their platform so my last record came out a month ago because we're getting ready to release another one again in a couple weeks here with hip hop. Um, and that one, I think just made it onto iHeart and a couple of other platforms now. And I get those releases uh, from my distributor once they've been uh, placed on those platforms. So um it's available, like I said, every single major platform out there, the free and the paid versions. Um, the thing with free versions is you're going to get advertisements. So it's like a radio station. Um, but yeah, 
it's available out there at uh, no cost if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, it's, just make sure if you're streaming with the free version, you don't play the ads because that would be weird. <laughs> it, is, it is weird and some people do it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's a cost that some people don't don't like and so they use the youtube and the spotify free i think are the two apps i think most people are using as far as the free stuff goes and uh yeah it's weird there is advertisements <laughs> but yeah middle of your stream and there's a ad for pampers exactly uh, <laughs> but yeah uh so your uh artist name if you will is the vidiot yep where where did that name come from well that is a funny story so i've had the vidiot name for about 16 years now uh when i kind of started on xbox live and steam and and everything and uh so before i just had some random gamer tag and uh i was playing games again, trying to get into that semi-professional gaming way back. And my girlfriend at the time came into the room and I think totally meant to call me an idiot. And uh, the word vidiot came out of her mouth. And uh, yeah, she's like, oh, you're such a vidiot. Because I was playing video games. And uh, I was like, well, if I'm going to be a vidiot, I might as well be the vidiot. And uh that's how that was born. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it completely random, but I was like, "That's not a bad gamer tag." Yeah, I'll take that and run yeah, with it. <laughs> exactly. So, people looking for you on uh, social media and stuff. It's the video, but the is spelled with th with a three. Yes, um, because the whole pneumatic thing. Uh, or numerical thing replacing letters was really cool 16 years ago and so that's how that happened hey i like it i think it's cool <laughs> just don't type in the video with an e because it's not him it's something totally different <laughs> yeah I, I noticed that afterwards but he hasn't i mean it's funny i think his first record and my first record i think they came out like 30 days apart or something like that too which is really weird that's funny yeah all right well ladies and gentlemen the idiot james adams thanks for coming on the show man really oh, appreciate dude, you coming on me. uh we're looking forward to the hip-hop album i know it's gonna be great the other three have been phenomenal uh, uh there's four actually there's so four you, you what haven't I, heard what did synth, i forget synthwave 2 is out i have heard synthwave 2 jeez i've been yeah, using and I get them all confused. No, it's all good. So we actually have, we got five more records this year coming. So we have Hip Hop Volume 1 and 2, Metal Volume 2, Dark Wave Volume 2, and Synth Wave 3 coming. Oh, wow. I got really excited. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, the music on the show will be phenomenal for the rest of the year. Um, <laughs> so be sure to check out the video if you're streaming or just want some good instrumental music to listen to um it's phenomenal it's very relaxing um so the video thanks for coming on the show 
we'll put your links in our description and we'll see where this next year takes us. Absolutely, brother. Again, thanks so much for having me. I'm a big fan of the show, so it was uh, humble being on here, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. that. Special thanks to James Adams, a.k.a. The Video, for coming on the show this week. Such a great conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Be sure to go listen to all his music everywhere you can stream it. Be sure to go follow him on Twitch so you know when he's streaming. Be sure to go follow all his socials as well so you can keep up to date with what he's doing. I'm so glad you guys joined us this week. Be sure to come back next week for another great interview. And we'll see you next week. Let's Talk Entertainment is created, produced, and hosted by me, Isaac Ammons. Thanks for joining us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.